Working on the weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Having done my taxes, I'm too turned up. What? 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 Let's talk taxes. GRE times common sense. Rock and coming. that moment when you got your first job and during the interview the interviewer told you that you're going to be taking home or you're going to be making two hundred thousand dollars and then you worked for your first month and you received your pay slip and you had all of your extravagant plans on how you're going to spend that two hundred thousand dollars and then you were perusing your pay slip and you saw that you're only taking home 145 or 140. And your entire persona, your entire feeling changed because you felt as though you were hoodwinked because it told you 200, but you're only taking home 140. And then you glanced further down that pay slip and you saw something called taxes, NIS. And immediately you begin to create feelings of resentment against taxes, NIS. Tonight we're here to talk about taxes. And I know taxes is not a topic that anybody likes to hear about. Anything that will reduce your monthly salary is something that people generally don't like because we love money and taxes reduce the amount of money we make. Nevertheless, taxes are very, very important for the efficient functioning of our society. And this evening with me, I have two representatives from the Guyana Revenue Authority. Uh, with me tonight is manager of the Public Relations Unit, Ms. Marcia Harris, and communications officer within the Public Relations Unit, Mr. Fabian Close, and we are going to be talking about taxes. So here's what I want you guys to do for me. Share the live stream with your friends and with your family, somebody you know that owns a business, somebody you know working, persons in school, every single person that you know, share the live stream and rock and come in and let's talk about taxes. Tonight uh, is episode five of Common Sense. We've been on a break for two weeks. Uh, our videographer had to go to Singapore. I was traveling. We were a bit busy, but we're back and we are ready for another segment of Common Sense. Enough of, of hearing from me. We want to hear from the experts from GRE and so to begin our conversation, we, I think it's very important that our viewers know 
um, what exactly are taxes and um, why is it important that we have to pay taxes? Anybody can, can take the first bite. Maybe I should go for it, or maybe I should share my views and, and then Marcy. But thanks for having us, first of all, uh, on your program, and greetings to our viewing audience. Uh, taxation is it's a term that no one likes to hear about because it obviously means that the state or the entity, the authorities responsible for the running of a country of an economy has to take a percentage of what you earn. Uh, it's necessary because uh, it is what the country needs in, in order to develop. You need rev a revenue stream in order to fund the priority needs of the country. It comes through taxation, fortunately or, or unfortunately. <laughs> uh, had it not been for taxation, we would have had to be depending on loans and grants right. from our uh, neighbors and our country, more developed countries. And as a financier, you know yourself, when you borrow, let's say you gotta give back uh -huh. with interest. Uh, and you know, if we want to create and carve our own part of development, you need a regime that ensures a, a steady revenue flow to the country and it comes through taxation, taxing the population from their income and other sources. So that's my take on taxation. Thank you again, Matthew, for having us on your program. And indeed, um, taxes is a main way by which governments mobilize revenue to carry out their social programs, such as healthcare, schools, and so on. So taxes are necessary. Um, persons can debate on the rate and whether those rates are too high or too low and so on. That is debatable. But I don't think um, whether or not you should have taxes at all is something that is debatable because that is worldwide. That is how it operates. That is ancient. Taxes are not new. Definitely. And even in Bible times, yeah. Jesus said, render unto Caesar what belongs, Caesar. What belongs to Caesar. So uh, let's render <laughs> what belongs to Guyana to Guyana. Um, taxes are what? funds the, the development and the growth of our country. Um, and many times we lament some of the facilities and some of the uh, mismanagement of various sectors or, or the lack of, of development in certain sectors. But many times we're not doing our part in helping to see these sectors grow because if, if we as individuals or businesses are defaulting our taxes, it reduces the revenue base that the government has to then use to carve out these projects and these developmental plans that we as Guyanese so badly want to see. So it's very important that each one of us recognize the importance of paying your taxes and uh, strive as far as possible to fulfill your duties as a law-abiding citizen. Now, over the past two years, especially from the onset of the pandemic, there has been a rise of businesses. Uh, entrepreneurship has taken another level in Guyana, particularly because many persons were forced out of, of jobs because uh, the economy was basically grinded to a halt because of the pandemic. Uh, many young people also are becoming more 
business conscious. They want to be their own boss. They want to carve their own path and they don't necessarily want to work a nine to five job. Now, it's very important that our young people understand and business owners, entrepreneurs understand that uh, paying taxes is an important aspect of being a uh, efficiently functioning business. And there's a difference between a business and a hustle. And I think many times we don't understand the difference. A hustle is what many of us do. Uh, there is no proper legal documentation, a business not registered, nothing. And then you may want a grant from the government or you may want to bid for a project and you realize you can't. That's because you have a hustle. But if you have a business that is registered at the relevant agencies, um, you're submitting your tax returns, you're paying your taxes, you can benefit from, from those uh, perks, if you want to call it that. But for entrepreneurs and young business owners watching, can you shed some light about the benefits of being tax compliant and how that can elevate their businesses? Well, first of all, um, anyone who's getting into business, particularly our young people, we want them to know that it's better to do the right thing the first time around. And so one of the first things that you want to do is to ensure that your business is registered and you get registered at a deeds registry. So your business is legit. It has a proper name and you have a proper structure in that you determine whether you're um, a sole trader or if you want to have a partnership. All of that is what you do at a deeds registry. So you determine your name, determine the structure of your business, and from there you bring your business registration to the Ghana Revenue Authority and you register for tax purposes. And so when you want to um, you may think that you are fit enough to apply for uh, tender for contracts and so on. Well, in order to do that, persons will want to know that you are compliant with the Ghana Revenue Authority. And so you will need to get a compliance from us. Now that compliance says that you are paying taxes and you're filing your income tax returns and other relevant returns. And so if you own property and so on, you need to file property tax returns as well. And so that is your obligation as a business owner, as someone who's earning income in Guyana, you have a responsibility and an obligation to ensure that you pay your taxes and that you file all the relevant returns when that time comes. Of course, if you're in the first year of business, then the compliance will simply show that you owe no taxes and you have no outstanding returns. All right, so you don't need to worry about that and ask, well, okay, what happens if I'm in the first year of business, right? You have no issues there whatsoever. So that is what they need to do. I think that's a very important point Marcy made. Um, registering your business for, t for tax purposes, that's the only reason you're coming in. Well, part of the reasons why you come into the GRA, because some persons may ask, okay, I already registered my business sure. in these registries, so what's the purpose for doing it with the GRA? Well, we need a record. Because there are instances where uh, if you're just a hustler, as you mentioned, you already have a tin, then we link that tin to whatever small business you have. But in, there are other instances where the business itself needs its own taxpayer identification number as against the proprietor or the, the persons involved. So it's important to note that 
your first stop is at the deeds registry, but you also have to register your business for tax purposes. And uh, once the GRA has your records in its database, we'll know whether you have to, if you have employees, ensure that you deduct taxes from them as required by all employers, ensure that you yourself contribute your taxes, and life gets easy for you. You want a compliance, we check your records, we see that you're up to date. Life at the GRA is a lot easier for you. Yes, but a lot of those persons are going to places like the Small Business Bureau mm -hmm. to get loans. And in order to get that loan or grant from them, they need to be compliant, not only with the Ghana Revenue Authority, but other entities such as NIS. And so it is a benefit to them to ensure that they get registered with the Ghana Revenue Authority for tax purposes. If you have a new operator business and it will enable you to be able to tender for contracts, it will enable you to be able to have loans and grants from financial institutions, not just only the Small Business Bureau, but even with the banks, they will ask for the necessary documentation from you to see that you are a legitimate business operator. For a person that was previously employed, let's say by, let's say somebody that was previously working at GRA, uh, they left and they opened their own business now, and it's a sole trader um, type of arrangement. However, they now come into GRA for compliance and they realize that for the three years they were working, tax returns were not submitted. Would that affect the business from getting the compliance? Does the individual need to uh, clear for those years before the business entity gets the compliance? The business is an entity by itself, but remember, because it's um, a sole trade operation, it's tied to you. Okay. And so, yes, everything concerning you needs to be up to date. So even from your previous um, place of employment, you need to ensure that all your um, returns are filed because it's going to come back to haunt you. Excellent. Now, in, in a scenario whereby... They didn't know about the importance of, of filing tax returns and paying their taxes. They now want to get into business. They don't have any returns or so forth. What can be done? How, they do, how do they go about now repaying? Or what was the system like now? If they want to now put themselves in order. They can ask for a liability statement from the Ghana Revenue Authority. And that liability statement will say to them, well, you owe us $20,000 in taxes for X, Y, Z years, year or years. Or you have returns owing for 2018. You have returns that you did not file for 2019, right? It will tell you that. And then they will in, you will have to ensure that you file those returns and you pay the necessary taxes to the Ghana Revenue Authority. Of course, there are um, instances where the Ghana Revenue Authority will also send you notices informing you that you have outstanding taxes that you owe. Some persons ignore those letters, right? And um, they do nothing about it until something happens and they really need to come to the Ghana Revenue Authority to get something from us. There's no other way around it. And so they have to come. One of the main responsibilities that you have as a, as a taxpayer is to ensure that you honor your tax obligations and not wait until you find yourself in that situation. Being responsible also means doing a status check. You want to ensure that your health is in check, but 
for tax purposes, you also want to ensure that you're up to date with your tax payments, that you are submitting your tax returns on time and that any outstanding taxes due are paid over to uh, the, the government through the Ghana Revenue Authority. So uh, as a business, being responsible also means ensuring that you're up to date without the GRA having to remind you. And we find a number of persons in that situation. They want to branch off on their own, but the compliance becomes an issue. You then have to go about clearing those years that you were not in compliance. And of course, not submitting your tax returns on time, it attracts a penalty. Not paying your taxes on time attracts the penalties. Uh, the longer you take to clear those liabilities, the more you might find it a bit challenging just to get that compliance to start your business. You know, Matthew, there is a text in scripture that says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I find that with the Guyanese population, people do not like to read. And they do not pay attention to many things until something happens. So they will bypass tax information whether it's on radio, television, even on social media. And then when they actually feel a need, and they say, but GR doesn't tell us this or GR doesn't tell us that, which in we spend millions of dollars in ads and programming and so on, just to ensure that persons are informed and there's information on the website. And when people call and you say to them, well, that information is on the website, but they prefer that you will look for the information, you give it to them and tell them what it is and then they take it from there. They don't want to go look for anything. They don't want to do any kind of research or anything like that. And so we have a lazy population and people need to ensure that they are literate when it comes to tax information because they're going to find themselves in problems when they ignore those things and then they're seeking for that information at the last minute and then they cannot get the, the help as quickly as they should. A lot of persons operate out of fear. Fear too because they have no knowledge of what they should do. And I've worked with a lot of persons, especially in far-flung areas of Guyana, where the first thing that people think is that, okay, when I get paid as a self-employed person, when I earn money, rather, um, all my money is going to go to GRA in taxes. They're going to take all. Mm -hmm. They have no idea how the taxes are calculated, but they have this notion, wherever they would have gotten it from, is that GRA wants to take all my money. No government takes all of your money. They take a percentage of your money as taxes. Right? And that's the first thing that people need to know. GRA does not take all of your money. Before I, I come back to something you mentioned, Fabian mentioned about penalties for late submission of, of tax returns and also for not um, paying your taxes. Could you expound a bit on, on what are those penalties? Well, yes. If if you go to Section 109 of the Income Tax Act, uh, it applies a penalty of 10% if you fail to submit your tax returns on or before the due date, which is usually April 30. And um, if you fail to pay the taxes due or uh, the penalty, it attracts a penalty, uh, late payment of 2% for every month that okay. the tax remains outstanding. So it's important for persons to understand that you have to submit those tax returns on time and you have to pay the taxes due and outstanding on time. Now, paying taxes is different from filing and submitting your tax return. Correct. 
A tax return is simply your declaration to the Commissioner General of the income that you would have earned for the preceding year, or last year, as we say. The allowances granted to you by your employer, or if you're self-employed, what you would have owned, earned, and the taxes that were deducted or should have been deducted and remitted to the Guyana Revenue Authority for that period. So this current year, you're doing an assessment of your earnings and taxes deducted the previous year. And April 30th is the due date for you to make that declaration in the form of what is called an income tax return. Excellent. Now, as we run this topic of small businesses, let's say uh, things are tight, business taking blows, uh, money is not being made. And at the end of the financial period, a business recognizes that they are in, in losses. They haven't made any money. Do they still need to submit tax returns or um, do they go free because they haven't made any money? No, they have to file those returns. Even if it's a nil return, they have to file the return because the return is what tells us what your position is. Like Fabian said, it's a declaration of your position. And so that return will tell us whether or not you earned an income for that year or no. We can't just assume that because you did not submit a return that your business wasn't doing well, right? The other thing is that um, persons need to understand that as self-employed persons, you don't just file a blank return, right? If it is that your business has not been functioning and um, hasn't been doing well for the past year, then you need to write a statement to that effect, right? or you can provide accounts that illustrates a loss, right? So once you can prepare accounts that illustrates a loss, or if it is that the business just didn't do anything at all, then you need to write us and tell us that. We wouldn't know if you do not tell us what is happening with your business. And the Commission General will be within his right under the law to demand a return from you. And he also can raise an assessment, because it could be a case where you might have done well the previous year, let's say we were in 2022, so you might have done well in 2020, but in 2021 you did not do so well. He can raise an assessment based on the 2020 income that you would have earned, because you did not tell us that something did not happen in 2021. Understood. Now, in terms of small businesses, and I'm, I'm touching a lot on them because I know a lot of the viewers are small business owners and self-employed persons. Let's say they, they make three million at the end of the year in revenues. And they spent about two million to make those revenues. Their profit is a million. Many times they think they have to pay the taxes on the three million. Um, could you explain what exactly is being taxed from these small businesses? Is it the revenues? Is it the profits? How do they go about um, calculating the, the rightful taxes that they are to pay? Well, basically the tax is on your gross earnings, your gross profit, but of course you are allowed um, the law provides you with what is called a statutory dedu deduction as a self-employed person. So while you may claim um, $2 million in expenses, you will also need to prove that $2 million in expenses. And we know that people do not like to maintain proper books and records. And books and records are important for accounting purposes 
so that you yourself can understand how your business is functioning and you can also come to the Ghana Revenue Authority for those expenses that you're claiming. So you cannot just tell us that you had $2 million in expenses. We need to see the evidence of that and it needs to be realistic as well. So you cannot tell us that you would have uh, spent almost a million dollars in um, fuel for a truck that is doing deliveries around Georgetown, uh -huh. right? Sure. That will raise a red flag. And of course, we will have to audit you to find out what is going on with you and why it is that you're making the claim. And if it is found not to be so, of course, that will form part of your taxable um, earnings. Right. So we want persons to understand, first of all, that you must have legitimate expenses and those expenses must be related to the business. You cannot, um, if you are a male, you can't say, well, I have to give my fiance or wife <laughs> money to run the house. That is not a business That's expense. Personal. You can say I have children who are attending private school. And so I have to take out um, $500,000 to pay for the two every uh, month. That is not a business related expense. It must be related to the business itself. So all the outgoings and so on coming to the business, business related expenses, anything. And of course, every business will have unique expenses. No two business have similar expenses throughout. There are certain things that are like your overhead in terms of electricity, telephone, and even in where that is concerned, it depends. Because if you're running a generator, right? That would that might just be that's just fuel and maintenance. Right. So your business expense will differ as your business differs. So that's something that you need to bear in mind. And we will look at the expenses in light of the kind of business that you're running and operating. Um, again, the law, um, it's not exhaustive, but the law highlights a certain amount of um, items that you can claim as expenses, expenses, expenses that are allowable. But like I said, it's unique to the business. And so you may find, and when it comes to NIS, NIS is another thing that um, if you have employees, whether it's one or two, and you have to pay NIS on their behalf, that is a deduction, that's a business-related deduction. But for your own personal NIS, that is not business-related, so you cannot claim that as an expense. So you're allowed your expenses, and then you are allowed the free pay or the threshold, as we call it. And so depending on the income that you have remaining after expenses are taken out, that will determine we have a dual threshold currently, which is 780 or one third. And depending on the income that you have remaining, that will determine whether you use the one third or you use the 780. In this example that you gave us, seeing that the person, all things being equal, mm -hmm. right? I made a loss. Two million is legit. Mm -hmm. And so they have oh, one million. this one million, right? We will allow them the 780 as a deduction because that's the bracket that they will fall in with this here. So they will have a seven eight seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars that they can now deduct further before taxes are applied. So if you take out 780 from a million, the remainder is what we will apply the taxes to. And in this case, we also have a dual rate, which is 28 and 40%. And given the example, 28% is what will apply to that individual. One of the advantages of being a self-employed person, which I envy a lot, is the fact that you can claim on your expenses. You and I, if we don't have a business and we work um, for someone else, we have one statutory allowance that we are entitled to, our NIS contribution, which goes to NIS. 
<laughs> and that's it. But as a self-employed, whatever it costs you to run that business, business. for that period, you can claim it from the amount that you earned um, for that, that full year. Well, as Marcy said, it has to be legitimate because you're, you're claiming a lot. Um, you have legitimate reasons, but you have to produce the evidence that you're claiming it. So the rate for small businesses, that is a dual rate as well? No, that's a single rate for small businesses. And that comes with a criteria because you have to be registered with the Small, small Business, business Bureau. Okay. And you, the, the rate that would apply there is 25%. 25%. Mm-hmm. Because the business could be uh, commercial, it could be non-commercial. So, so there you guys have it. Uh, 25% of your profits, uh, what remains after the deductions, is and the allowable threshold, and the allowable threshold which is 780 for um, small businesses. Given the example, that is what you would have to remit to the authority. But I want to emphasize the importance of taking your business very seriously not operating like a cake shop. And I'm not saying that cake shops are uh, not properly operated, but you know in Guyana what we mean when we say cake shop, shop. quote-unquote. And not taking it as a hustle, but ensuring that you have proper documentation, your income statements, Mm -hmm. a balance sheet. Uh, There are apps that you can use to simplify it in case you don't have an accounting background. All you have to do is to use some of your free time, Google some apps. I can give you one that I use for, or one that I know somebody uses for their business, Zoho Cooperation. And you can literally uh, just type in, all right, rent, 20,000. Telephone expenses, 5,000. And they would keep track of all of your expenses, all of your um, revenues, and at the end of the financial year, the app would automatically generate an income statement, automatically generate a balance sheet, automatically generate cash flow. And you don't have to worry about paying an accountant or going to do this or going to do that. So it's very important that take your business very seriously. Don't operate as though um, it's just a small little thing I'm doing on the side. Uh, because at the end of the day, you're getting into business to make profits. And I'm pretty sure that you may want a government contract. You may want a grant from small business to expand uh, if you may not have the necessary capital. You may want a loan from the bank. You may want, even when you're applying for, for land, you might need a, a, a compliance, or you're going for a lease land from the uh, lands and survey. Compliance and ensuring that your taxes are up to date is very, very, very important. So we can't emphasize enough the importance of paying your taxes and also filing your tax returns. And we know that the due date for taxes. It's usually April 30th. That's the, uh, the law has it as the prescribed due date, but the Commissioner General can use his discretion to extend as he sees fit. Okay. But it's usually April 30th every year. And for persons who are desirous of filing uh, the tax returns, they, they may not be able to make it to the Camp Street office of GRA. What are some other locations that are available that they can find, that they can file a tax return that is convenient to them? Okay, well, we have tax sites at uh, Giftland Mall, um, 
that's Torquay, Greater Georgetown, and Amazonia Mall, uh, Providence on the East Bank of Demerara. We have officers there collecting your tax returns. They'll be there up until the end of April, Mondays to Thursdays, 10 to 4, and on Fridays, 10 to 3 p.m. So I would encourage persons to go there, submit their tax returns, ensure that they have all the documents because the officers will be checking them. In addition to those two locations, we've placed drop boxes at key locations around the city. At uh, the GRA's head office, just as you enter the security hut, there's a box right there. You can drop in those returns. There's another one at the GRA's parking lot, which is housing temporarily the LRO, License Revenue Office. Uh, the intersection of Camp and Lamaha, you go to the security hut, drop in your tax returns there. There's also another drop box at uh, the Ghana Post Office Corporation, the Rob Street entrance. You go there and you drop in your tax returns and all the integrated regional tax offices we have across the country, Mabaruma, Anna Regina, Perica, New Amsterdam, Coriviton, Bartica, Lethem, and Linden. If you're living in those areas, drop in your tax returns. We implore you to ensure that you have all your documents in order if you're dropping in because officers are not at those boxes to check. Ensure that if you're an employee, you have your 7B attached. Uh -huh. Ensure that that 7B is stamped and signed by your employer. If you're self-employed, as Marcy mentioned, your income expenditure or profit and loss statements. And Marcy, I think if you apply for mortgage interest relief, the um, form 4 from the bank. Those persons would have been approved. So once you're approved for mm -hmm. MIR, um, you would have been paying interest on your mortgage from as of last year or even prior and you have been approved, well, then you need to collect your Form 4 from your lending institution and you attach that to your return as well. Of course, you want to encourage persons to ensure that they complete those returns. A lot of persons just staple the documents inside there and that's it. They don't fill out the return. And so you are not sure what your position is, whether you owe us taxes or whether you have um, a refund that is due to you. And so you need to ensure that you take the time to fill out your returns properly. But while we're encouraging persons, uh, Matthew, to utilize this facility that we have provided for them, we're encouraging persons to take the better option, which is to file online. File your returns online so that you can file your returns on time. Um, this facility that we're offering at these various locations is only, will only be operational until the end of April. After that, those sites will be closed. And so we're encouraging persons not to um, crowd the sites, but to take the opportunity to call our office and get help if you're not sure how to register for our e-services account. Call the GRS Tax Advisory Department on 227-6060, extension 8000, and you will get assistance to sign up for e-services, and they can also guide you through the process of filing your returns online. And so we're encouraging you to go that route. And especially if you're young, you're IT savvy. Most young people are. And so we're encouraging you to do that rather than filling out a hard copy. And the system is user-friendly and it will guide you through the process. I used it last year and I also used it this year. My returns have already been filed. And so I'm encouraging you to do likewise so that you can file on time when you file online and avoid penalties as Fabian would have mentioned before. Section 99 of the Income Tax Act talks about late payment and late filing penalties, and we don't want you to have to pay penalties and interest by filing and paying your taxes late.
Excellent. Now, I want to reiterate to the viewers, especially our young people, utilize the online platform to file your taxes. Uh, GRA has an extremely interactive website that you can find all of the necessary information that you need as well. Things like duties on cars, uh, there's an income tax calculator, and all of the other information that you may need for your personal life, for your business. Utilize our website and... Uh, we also have YouTube videos that will guide them. So if they go to our YouTube, um, if they go to YouTube and they type in the Ghana Revenue Authority, there are many videos there that will guide them through several of the processes, even for self-employed persons, how you go about doing the calculation of your income tax. We have all of those things there and filling out the return, signing up for e-services. You have all of that information on YouTube and you can also find videos on our website as well. Excellent. Now, for persons who may be employed at multiple places of employment, you have a job at GRA, NIS, um, hypothetically speaking, uh, would those persons need to submit separate tax returns or would they submit one or, or do they only have to pay taxes for one, um, for one entity? What, what do they go about doing? It is important, Matthew, um, that persons pay attention to this in the sense that if you're working with Tulsi Passat Limited and you're also working with the Ghana Revenue Authority, you need to ensure that the people at Tulsi, if they're your main employer, because some persons do a part-time job, mm. right? So let's say the GRA is your main employer, but you're also working at Tulsi Passat. You need to let Tulsi Passat know that you are working with the Ghana Revenue Authority and they're your main employer and they are deducting taxes for you and they are applying the threshold. Because if Tulsi Pesot also applies that threshold, you're in trouble. You will think that you don't owe taxes, but when you compile and you combine those incomes and you take out the one threshold that you really allotted uh -huh. and not two, you will find that you have to pay back all that money that they would have allowed you as tax-free. So that is something, and we've had many ex um, examples of that. We've had many instances where persons have had that happen to them, and they are crying, and they want to know how come they have to pay all this money in taxes. But you have two or three or four places of employment. Don't know how you do that one, but <laughs> you have two, three, four places of employment, and you're earning the income, and you're getting a free pay from each of them. Now, the law only entitles you to one. So if each of them are granting you a, a free a statutory deduction or free pay, as we call it, where you don't pay taxes on a particular amount, then you will have to pay back that money to the Ghana Revenue Authority. In, in cases whereby uh, somebody just comes out of high school, uh, they may not be aware of some of these tax obligations. They're working honestly. Uh, on, on their pay slip, it might show that they're remitting taxes, but at the end of the year, they get a letter from GRS saying they owe X, Y, amount Z, because there are some employers who may not have the employee's best interest at heart, unscrupulous in nature, that may not be remitting taxes on behalf of, of their employees. Uh, what redress can that person seek to remedy that situation? if there is any. 
Well, um, generally what happens in um, some instances is that where that happens, somebody's either paid an allowance that they should not have been paid tax-free. And I've seen instances I've had people come with those um, cases where the, the employee would have paid them an allowance, the employee themselves have no idea that that allowance is um, not an untaxable allowance, but a taxable one. And they would have granted it to the employee without the necessary um, deductions being made and it, the employee would have enjoyed the benefit of it. So because you would have enjoyed the benefit of that money, then the onus is now on you because the employee actually gave you that money. So you now have to remit it back, remit it rather to the Ghana Revenue Authority, right? Because you would have benefited from that um, allowance. And it was not um, a tax-free allowance, so you now have to pay the taxes on it after enjoying the benefit of it. The other thing that happens is that you have um, employers as well who do not calculate taxes correctly, right? They may um, not have the knowledge, uh -huh. and so because they have not calculated the taxes correctly, persons may find themselves in a position where they now have to pay taxes at the end of the year when they go to file their return. Or they may find that when uh, the GRA is now requesting additional sums from them, having gone through what the, the form two that the employee would have submitted and matching it or reconciling it with the person's 7B slip and the return that they would have submitted, they see that this person would have benefited from monies that they should not have benefited from. And so now they have to pay the taxes that are due on those sums. Yes, we do have employers, um, especially in the security sector, we get lots of complaints where employers deduct the taxes from the employee's earnings, but it's not remitted to the Ghana Revenue Authority. If you have your pay slip where you can show that um, taxes would have been deducted from your earnings, there is no us coming to you. The, the, we will now have to, to see the employer to get that money from them. We don't go back to the employee and ask them to pay twice. Right. Once we can see you providing a pay slip and we have many unscrupulous employers out there who are not even giving employees a pay slip. So they have nothing. They have no proof of anything, no proof of income, no anything. Right. And if you are an employee and that is happening to you, you need to visit the Ministry of Labor to get redressed where that is concerned. Right. The Ghana Revenue Authority is mainly concerned with taxes. And yes, if you have an employee and you're aware that they are not remitting your monies to us, you can file a complaint with the Ghana Revenue Authority on that matter and we will look into it. There are times when we, we understand from the employee standpoint, they're new to um, the workforce and so they may not fully understand the system. But what we find is disappointing at, in most instances uh -huh. is the lack of knowledge of many employers where it comes to taxation. We expect them at times to know better. Sometimes they apply the wrong well, rates. The tax rates that were outdated since some of them are applying the one three, 33 and a third, 33 and a third <laughs> yes. tax rate which had been repealed since 2015, 2016. Yeah, I, I, I find that baffling because it's very funny that people should still be doing that when um, that has been out of the window for so many years, yeah, for years. over five years. We had it last window. year. We well, we didn't uh, we didn't facilitate tax sites for the last two years because of the pandemic. But in twenty nineteen, I worked on some of the at some of these tax sites, and we've had persons coming to us applying the third, the three and a third, 
And, you know, it was quite surprising to us with all the information that we would have put out there. And the poor employees, they themselves are depending on the information okay. they receive from their employees. The blind the blind. Yes. And for us, what we find with a lot of employees is many of them are not aware of, of their tax obligations because of a particular culture that the employer perpetuates. The employer's accounts department handles all the work. All the employee does is sign the income tax return and submit. They, they're not fully aware of what's in the return and they don't care to check to even try to understand. It's taxes coming out of your income. You must have some vested interest Definitely. in this as to why is this happening. Uh, you can't just treat it with, with apathy. Yeah, not only wait until something happens and then, you know, I've had people who came to me and wanted to commit suicide. They were literally at the edge. And you have to talk them out of that. I've had people who came crying about employers who have not paid them for years. And I've had some employers themselves, um, especially people in the mining sector too, because of how the mining industry operates. You may rent out, you can rent out your equipment for two years and not see income for two years, right? And you're promising to pay an employee that you have for that two years as well. At some point, they have to take you to labor because you can't have me working for two years and not paying me, right? So there's so many things that happened in the working environment. And we want persons to have the knowledge. You need to have knowledge, right? Knowledge is power and information is available to you. You can also seek help from the Ghana Revenue Authority in terms of, if you don't know, we offer workshops. So again, the number that I gave before, you can contact the Tax Advisory Services section. We conduct workshops for entities. And it doesn't matter if you're one or if you're 50, we work with you. So you can either come in individually to visit the Ghana Revenue Authority, you can call us on the telephone. We will share information with you. We'll guide you through the process. And you can also seek a workshop. We can come to your entity and conduct a workshop, not just for you, the employee, but for all your employees that you have there. So please make sure that you get vital information with regards to taxes. We are at the Ghana Revenue Authority. We are willing to work with you. Excellent. Now, cameraman, can you just zoom in the camera on me a bit? Because I want to make a strong point to employers that are watching, to businessmen that are watching, uh, to the private sector, and all of the business organizations. It is very important that as an employer, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that you do not rob your employees. Do not take advantage of them. It is disheartening to hear about circumstances whereby persons are under the impression that their taxes are being remitted. Uh, they may leave your place of employment to pursue their own dreams, and now they're burdened with having now to pay back all of these taxes that they were honestly under the impression that they were being remitted. I want to call and implore on all of the employers watching, business owners watching, to stop that practice. Be honest in your dealings, be scrupulous in your dealings, and ensure that you're not jeopardizing uh, 
person's livelihoods because it's not easy to now have to go and pay back all of these uh, taxes. So I want to implore you guys very strongly, and I know that there might be members of the private sector commission watching, and encourage the businesses on their umbrella to ensure that they're fair in their handling of their taxes. One, that they themselves are paying taxes, and that, they're, and that the employees, they're not shortchanging their employees and treating them uh, in a terrible manner that will come back and haunt them as they progress in life. I just wanted to make that strong point. Just in case you're now tuning in, uh, we are on Common Sense and with me, the guy I know have new authority, and we're talking about taxes, tax returns, and everything that that entails. I want to encourage you guys, the due date for taxes, April 30th, and uh, there are tax sites all around the country, uh, in most regions, Giftland Mall, Amazonia Mall. There are boxes that you can just drop off your tax returns. You don't need to stand up in line at GRA to come into the building to file your tax returns. I know many persons, uh, some friends, they would call me in line 30, 45 minutes. I'm asking them why they're here to file my tax returns. I'm like, bruh. There's a box that you can literally just drop it in and keep moving on with your life. So you don't need to complain about, you don't want to wait in the long lines and all of those stuff. There are very convenient ways that you can file tax returns. And of course, if you don't want to leave your house, you don't even have to leave your house in the comfort of your home, you can file tax returns online through GRA's e-services platform. Now, We've spoken a lot about businesses. We've spoken a lot about uh, the importance of, of filing your tax returns. What I want us to do quickly now is to give an actual practical example for somebody now coming out of school, um, an individual, and they don't want to rely on their accounts department to fill up the necessary forms and the necessary slip. I heard you guys mention form two, 7B sleep, form this and form that. Persons may not know exactly what are those things. Um, and I'm going to give you guys a figure, 100,000. They're, they're earning 100,000 as a monthly salary. How do they go about filling their tax returns and uh, ensuring that everything is, is right with GI? So we are assuming that this individual would have been employed last year. Correct. Right. So you would have earned $100,000 a month. Correct. All right. Well, let's look at the simple part of it. Look at what you would have earned monthly. So on a monthly basis, you would have been earning $100,000. Now, the law says that if you are earning above uh, $65,000, then you're required to pay your taxes. So you have to pay taxes on, a, on an amount that is above sixty-five. So that $65,000 is tax-free. You don't pay anything there. And because of the amount of money that you're earning, they will fall into that bracket where they're paying tax at a rate of 28%. 28%. So the remainder of your income, of course, your NIS has to be deducted. Previously, 
NIS was subject to tax. Now it's not. So apart from taking out your free pay, we also have to deduct your NIS on that amount of money, right? And so the NIS is applied, 5.6% of your gross for that month is your NIS. And so we have to take out the free pay plus 5.6% of your gross of that, uh, that is that $100,000. And uh, the remainder is what is taxed at 28%. And then any other deduction can come out thereafter, whether it's your medical, your pension, if you're on a pension plan and so on, then all of that will then come out thereafter. So the only two um, deductions that you're allowed without being taxed is your threshold, the free pay, or the statutory deduction as we call it, free pay, and your NIS. And you pay tax on the remainder of your income for that month. Now you just multiply that by 12, and you will be able to determine what you will be doing on an annual basis. So if your, your money is $100,000, you're basically earning 1.2 for the year, and therefore your entire annual threshold will be $780,000. Okay. So you get 780, you also get your total um, NIS for that year as a deduction, and the 28% is applied to the balance on that. Your, if you're employed, your employer handles that monthly deduction. Exactly. At the end of the year, they present a summary to the GRA of everything they did in terms of handling your taxes. And they submit that to the GRA on the 20th of February the following year. So for last year, last year's information about you, your employer presented to the GRA on, the, on or before the 20th of February. They then extract what is called a 7B certificate Okay. And they give it to you. Well, they're supposed to. We're supposed encouraging to. them to do it. Many of them do it very late. That 7B slip is a reflection of the summary of the annual income and taxes deducted. We should let them know, Fabian, that um, they're obligated by law to also issue that 7B slip by the 20th of February. Okay. So businesses need to get going by the time the year comes to the end. As a matter of fact, if they're doing a running balance all the time, that should not be hard for them at the end of the year to get that um, 7B slip by the 28th of February so their employees, right? We have a bulk generator on the system that many businesses have been introduced to and they can use. Now the form two relates to businesses, employers, okay. right? Employers file a form two. And all that form two shows the Ghana Revenue Authority is that I've had 50 persons working with me for 2021. And this is the amount of money that I've paid them. Of course, you have some personal information there, like name, address, and so on. So we have some personal, in your tin, we have some personal information for you that is submitted on that form too. And we have all the allowances that will be paid to you, taxable and non-taxable allowances. We have the total income that you would have earned for that year. And we have the amount of taxes that they would have deducted from your earnings. The NIS would also be stated there right and so they will submit that to the Ghana Revenue Authority and that's for all the employees that they have whether one or 50 that is submitted to the Ghana Revenue Authority by the 28th of February each year for the last year the previous year right so in 2022 you submit for 2021 and by the 28th of February and by the 28th of February you also require to ensure that you issue the employees with a 7B slip so they have sufficient time to file the income tax return Come April, you don't have to wait until April 30 to file your income tax return. You have from January 
or at least let's say from the time you get your seven days info, you have to wait for that. So let's say from February to or March 1, from March 1, two months, from March 1 to April 30, that's the time period that you have to file your returns. In extreme circumstances, um, the Commission General may extend that deadline. And that being the case, well, so be it. But outside of that, you have two months within which to file your income tax return once you get your 70 slip. If for some reason, let's say we know that one year, um, some persons last year, some persons couldn't get their 70 slip until May. And so the GR was informed of that. And so we knew we were looking out for those persons. So when we saw the um, seven, the returns coming, no penalties were applied to them. Okay. And that's just for those set of persons, right? And so if for some reason these people cannot get their SMB, they work with a government agency maybe, and they can get their SMB slip in a timely fashion for reasons beyond their control, which the employer is aware of. And if the employer notifies again Revenue Authority, we can look out for those persons. Right, I'm not sure what circumstances would prevent that this year, but um, they can always tell us what is happening, so we will know what to do. And of course, it's at the discretion of the Commission General to decide what he will allow or not allow. Right, so we just want to let persons get that clear. Forms to employers, that's their responsibility, and issuing of 7B slip so that employees can file a return each year. What you do this year is for the previous year. People get mixed up with YI and YA. Uh -huh. YI means year of income. So your current year is always your year of income, right? Also, the current year is your year of assessment because you're assessing this year for last year. Okay. So I would have earned income last year, but I'm being assessed for it the next year, which is this year, right? So we want persons to understand. When you see year of assessment, know that it's the year you the current year you're being assessed for the previous year all right when you see year of income is a year that you actually earned the income in which you're being assessed for right if that sounds a little uh confused and a little um what should i say it, flustered for you well let, just understand that we always do the assessment this year for the previous year year of income last year year of assessment this year so when you go online, you would see 2020, you see 2021, 2022. If you're filing electronically, you need to be clicking on 2022, year of assessment. That's what you will see online. That's a return that you will be clicking on to file for 2022. All right? Excellent. Now, final question as we, as we wrap up. Uh, shifting the conversation a bit from taxes, uh, many times in the media you hear about things like tax exemptions, uh, persons signing investment agreements and they don't have to pay certain uh, taxes. Are there any special tax initiatives or tax schemes for small business owners in Guyana at the moment? As in uh, let's say you might want to get into tourism, build a, a lodge or a, a resort or something. Can you benefit from any scheme from the authority to uh, decrease the burden of, um, of starting up that business? Yes, there are provisions in the law as it relates to um, 
small businesses in various sectors, and tourism happens to be one of them. Um, the exemption is geared towards helping you benefit from the investments that you're making, benefit in terms of paying less on the items you import. So you may want to, you may have a resort, you may you want to have a kayak. Uh -huh. uh, there are partial or sometimes full, full exemptions on the, the paddles, the boats. Uh, if you have, I think you call them TPs, these, these uh, tents that you sleep in at uh -huh. times for scouts. And some other items, even um, you have some minivans that you can use for housing purposes. Um, some of these items are exempt as long as you are you have a registered business and as long as you've registered either with the deeds registry or with the small business. Uh, but you have to present the list of items that you wish to import to the Ghana Revenue Authority and make a request for the uh, for the exemption. And tourism is just uh, one example um, that I can think of. And once um, once those things are catered for in law, you will be able to get them, right? And persons need only to also go through, um, we have the VAT schedules, which is exempt and zero-rated lists uh, that persons can find our web on our website as well. And so anything that you find there is basically once it's exempt or is rated, it means that we basically don't pay any taxes as a consumer. You won't be paying any taxes on those things. So it's businesses benefit as well as individuals benefit from those things that are listed there in those schedules. And you have many times most of those things that are VAT free are duty free at times. Right? So persons need only to um, check. We did produce a tourism booklet. Um, last year, I think, or 2020. 2020, I think we produced a tourism booklet. I'm trying to remember the year. The but tourism we have guide, one, I think it was called. Right? We produced an, a tourist, uh, an exemption booklet for the tourism sector. We were updating it last year with the Ministry of Tourism. Um, we hadn't gotten the final feedback from them because we were checking to see if anything had changed in law and we did not find much changes but we did not we the, the printing is limited i'm not sure if the ministry of tourism themselves would have printed additional copies based on the information that we provided to them but we have not printed a second batch of that book but there's information that is available that persons can get so whether they check with us or they check with the ministry of tourism they will be able to get information on the exemptions all right, so there you guys have it. Uh, everything that you need to know about taxes condensed in 45 minutes. I want to give uh, both of my guests an opportunity to offer some closing remarks uh, to the viewers. You can go ahead. Okay, well, uh, April 30, I have to reiterate, that is the uh, due date for the submission of your tax returns. The law requires everyone earning an income, or if you're carrying on business, to deliver what is called a return to the Commissioner General, which, as we mentioned, is a declaration of the whole of your income from all sources for the preceding year, which my colleague mentioned, meaning the previous year, 2021, or previous years, if you didn't submit a tax return. It's important that you do so. It's a requirement by law, but it also has benefits for you in terms of getting compliance so that you can sustain and grow your business because the GRA would always check 
to see if you're up to date with your, um, your tax returns. And as we mentioned at the opening, taxation, it's an obligation of every citizen. The Commissioner General coins it as a social contract you have with the state. That's how the country generates revenue. And we're depending on you to comply with your legal obligations. All right, so two things I want to do. I want to remind you that you have the simple option. File online, right? GRA is moving away from paper. And the world has gone digital. We are behind. And so we are imploring you, we're encouraging you to ensure that you file your returns online. Seek to get registered for Optimal eServices account. And like I said, we have a unit that is willing and ready to assist you and able to assist you in getting registered for e-services and also um, take you through the paces if necessary to ensure that you get your returns filed online and filed on time. So please take that opportunity to sign up and file your returns electronically if you've not done it before. Last year we introduced Optimal and so we want to encourage more persons to come on board all right and um, i want to also remind persons that we have alternative payment options so again you do not have to come and stand in line to make your tax payments you have mmg you have the um the uh, western union bill express and you can also utilize if you um your bank provides an online facility Well, we work with republic bank Demora Bank and the Ghana Bank for Trade, Industry and Commerce. Those banks provide online banking facility that allows you to make payments of taxes to the Ghana Revenue Authority. So we're encouraging you to use those alternative payment options rather than coming in standing, standing in line to pay your taxes. And finally, I want to talk to our self-employed persons and let you know that GRA does not take all your money in taxes. So you don't need to be afraid of that. You allow certain expenses, and once you can identify all your business-related expenses, you get those as a deduction, and you also get your entitled to the threshold or the free pay before we apply taxes to the remainder of your balance of your income. We also want to let self-employed persons know that you need to pay advanced taxes. So you're not like, um, while we, the persons who are employed, you pay as you earn monthly, you pay your taxes on a quarterly basis. So it means that you need to estimate the income that you're going to earn for the entire year. Try to um, calculate the taxes that you are likely to pay on that income estimated, and then you pay the taxes. So if you envisage that, okay, on an income of $3 million, I will only have to pay $100,000 in taxes for the entire year, this 2022, then you're required by law to divide that $100,000 in four and you pay $25,000 every quarter. And then when you do your balance of, um, when you do your uh, income statements at the end of the year, you will see your true position and you either find that you have to pay additional taxes or you are entitled to a refund. So you might have paid more taxes than you should have paid. And if that's the case, then you'll get back a refund if your business didn't actually do so well from the statements that we see. And so we are encouraging you to pay advanced taxes. The first deadline has passed, which was April 1. And so the next date for payment of advanced quarterly taxes is June 1. And so we're urging you to ensure that you make those payments as well. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Harris and Fabian. And 
I want to express gratitude to the Guyana Revenue Authority for, for being on the program tonight. Uh, I must say that GRA is progressing, and I would say that GRA is Guyana's premier public agency uh, in terms of the efficiency of our services. Uh, many years ago, you just had to wait a few days to get back your TIN certificate. You can get that now within a few minutes. License services, uh, many of the operations of the authority, refunds, have dramatically increased. And there's a certain level of efficiency now with how we conduct our operations. So many persons are still thinking that they have to come here for hours. They might, might not have been here for a few years. But things are different now. And I want to encourage you guys to um, file your taxes on or before the due date and ensure that you're tax compliant and ensure that you take your business very, very seriously and do what is necessary for, for your business to grow and to expand. Uh, don't be like Wesley Snipes. If you don't know what happened to Wesley Snipes, just Google it. Right? Don't be like Wesley Snipes. And I want to thank you viewers for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week on Common Sense for another episode. And we have another amazing uh, corporation coming in uh, to speak to us. Uh, the Georgetown Chamber of Commerce and Industry will be on, on our program next week. And we'll be celebrating National Small Business Week uh, next week on Common Sense. So I want to encourage you guys to, to tune in, share the live stream, and don't forget to grab a Lucasith and have a wonderful rest of the evening. Learn from mommy can't be a failure. Gotta be somebody, gonna make some money. Yeah. Common sense. You can't be a dunstug, you gotta get sense. Save every dollar, make investments. Can't surround yourself with bare silly friends. Watch common sense with my true Facebook, Instagram, plus YouTube. Get some Lucas Aid and link with your crew. Money conversations is what we do. Gosh. Common sense, you can't be a dunstug, you gotta get sense. Save every dollar, make investments, can't surround yourself with bare silly friends. Watch common sense with my true Facebook, Instagram, plus YouTube. Get some Lucas Aid and link with your crew. Money conversations is what we do.